Welcome to Preaching to the Choir Podcast with your host, me, Jen Randall. Today is the season finale. I know I'm super sad too. Uh, we got to all get going back to school, which means I have to too. And this is our last episode for this season five. Um, I saved the best for last for sure in the sense that, I mean, all of the episodes were great, but y'all are going to love today. We are talking to Nolan Hinkle and Trent Bugwitz. Now, Trent has been on the podcast before, but today we are talking about collaboration because these two have such a unique friendship as well as working relationship. They are not in the same town even. Uh, They regularly compete against each other, actually, but they have found some incredible ways over the years, especially during the pandemic, to collaborate as friends and as colleagues, and it's just a hysterical conversation. Um, There is a language warning on today's episode, FYI, so if there's a little ears around, just keep that in mind, (laughs) but uh, I know you're going to have the best time just like I did talking to them. Enjoy today's episode with Nolan and Trent. Like, are they on the patio at Starbucks? And then I realized, no, 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 no that's not what's happening. That's what I quickly realized was happening. But I had a moment of like, that's bold. No one's done it at a Starbucks. I mean, we'll see. I it know. could be, it could be great. People could interrupt you constantly. We'll find out. Uh, We're at I the went Hinkle to mom and dad's house. <gasps> oh, fun! Yes, because your Zoom says Jill. the magical. happens out here on the back porch. <sighs> this is where we build all our shows. Gorgeous. And- Lovely. Very lovely. Mom and dad. Is that Ankeny? Yes. I say it as if it's not a real place. I know it's a real place. I just it is a real. very real place. It doesn't exist. Ankeny. <laughs> Our nightmares. Um, first of all, I'm so glad that you're physically together. That makes me super, super happy um, because so much of what we're going to talk about today is collaboration and why you guys are unicorns of awesomeness in that. <laughs> and everyone should try to be like you instead of the garbage people that we are. So you being Ooh. together is perfect no for notes. this. Uh, no notes, no notes at all. Um, okay, first, in case people don't know you, I'll just let you introduce yourselves a little bit. Um, if you would say, like, obviously your name and what school you're teaching at, how kind of many years you've been doing this, just that kind of basic stuff, just to get us started, and then we'll go from there. Um, Trent is on my left, so he is going to start. <laughs> Deal. Um, I'm Trent Buglowitz. Um, I'm a choir director at Linmar High School in Marion, Iowa. It's right by Cedar Rapids. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be my that's next year will be my ninth year. <gasps> I know, isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Oh my gosh. Okay. Was that your first job? Yeah, it was my okay. first job. Okay. Got really, really lucky coming out of college to fall into that program. No kidding. Then, um have been there ever since. Yeah. yeah. And you in the shadows over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my name is Nolan Hinkle. I am the director of portal activities at Ankeny Centennial High School um, in Ankeny, Iowa. This will also be my ninth year at uh, Ankeny Centennial. It'll be my third year as the head director. But that's right, because you were there with Lester for. A I was there with time. Lester Ray Miller the third. That's for right. The first what six years? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. Wow. I can't believe it's nine guys. On some level, I can't believe that because I feel like both of you have been teaching forever. And I mean that in the most positive way. Like, I feel like you've just been part of the teaching world for so long because you're both so smart and so good at it. So like- Well, that's that's hilarious because to me, it feels like just like last week. I know, right? We were Mm -hmm. singing Messiah in college and like about to graduate (laughs) and now here we are. This is your 20 for me, two, zero. And I 
definitely still feel like I graduated from college yesterday. So it doesn't change. Mm -hmm. We're still young, all of us. Some of us, yes. Some of us more than others, for sure. But uh, you're talking about, we were talking about retirement before we got started. And I was like laughing in my head going, yeah, it's so far away. For me, I could technically retire with full benefits in 11 years. Oh my God. So you will. I hundred percent will and go do something else and take the, yes. I mean, that's just yeah. the dream also, but, uh, but yeah, it happens real fast friends. Super, super fast yeah. where suddenly it's over, but, um, okay. So when you, so you guys went to college together, which we know yes. and are ascertaining based on your statement there anyway, but you both went to Nebraska when you were in college, you were both in big red singers. Yes. I believe <laughs> we started that way. Okay. Yeah. We, we met in Big Red Singers our freshman year. Nolan had, I, I didn't really know Trent, you see, because he was in the back. But, um, so from my limited disc, like vision of him. I, of I, you I being in the front him. as the dance well, captain. Yes. Center. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You and the Duke. On the back riser because he's 6'4". So. You and the Duke basketball shorts in the front row doing all always. of the. You know. Yes. You know. Always. I remember. Mm-hmm. We really, I mean, we we met in college and became friends. I mean, Nolan was way more of an asshole than he is now um, <laughs> in college, way more. Um, you know, he had a strong front that he was showing. <laughs> um, but we we got through that and became friends, honestly, because we were both good at music theory. Yeah. And we kind of quickly realized that like, like we could study together. And yes. Pace and like we could, we didn't annoy each other and. Yeah, and then That's we just important. became really good friends. I we I went on spring break with you freshman yeah. year to Disney World with his parents. <laughs> nice, um, yes. it was great. Uh, spring great break. time. We didn't go to any parks because we didn't have any buddies. So. Yeah, so we just literally like stayed at the pool at the hotel. His parents got us a hotel at the pool. We just stayed by the. We went to Disney Springs at the time. That's once. amazing. Um, oh my god, it was god. great. But then it was sealed, you know. Yeah, so. you know, yeah. Trent met mom and dad and. Mom and dad. <laughs> it was a full yes you two have quite the marriage for sure yes a very epic marriage yes um the the thing when I think about like okay so your careers as far as like you're both you both that ended up in Iowa right um both of you in these really like legendary show choir programs in Iowa too like you both kind of had like a similar like path in that way and and you had these strong mentors that you were working with you know Bob and, and and Lester Um, And now you're both like running those, those programs. So you've had such parallel careers in that way, um, which has been fun to watch. And uh, the reason I bring that all of this up is because I think we see so often in our universe that when people have parallel anything career-wise, that actually tends to make them hate each other. Like truly, (laughs) like you so rarely see people who like have mirroring lives and careers and successes stay close because people are garbage as we said earlier so like talk to me a little bit about because you guys compete against each other like every year every year and and not even every year almost every weekend I mean all of that kind of stuff like um three times last year yeah and 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 one of you wins or the other one wins and like and because you're both like like I said great programs so like I want to come back and talk a little bit about origin show choir stuff, but I want to get into this right away because I think it's important for people to hear this part off the bat. Like you're not, you're not actively out there causing trouble for each other because you still respect each other and all of that. Yes. Well, first things first, 
I, I do hate Trent. <laughs> well, I mean, that goes without saying, but you're but hating it really well. That's important to that. we thoroughly hate each other. No, I mean, <clears throat> honestly, the, the reason that I am the way I am and the way that Trent is the way he is, I think is because it's important to our, to us that our kids see it. Absolutely. Yes. Way more mm-hmm. than it is about competition between us. We need mm-hmm. to set an example to our kids. Like, and, and and it's been a lot of groundwork. And I think my kids get kind of pissed every once in a while mm-hmm. when I'm sure. like, you guys, Limerick's going to be they're like, yeah, we did it. Like you're obsessed. <laughs> it's fine. But like to lay that groundwork and then work together during the pandemic. And then this year to watch them, like, for example, we went to uh, Cedar Rapids Kennedy this year and we both competed against each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was the only time we knew we, we planned exactly one time we were going to meet one time we were going to compete. Sure. Um, so there was a lot of coaching built up to that day, right? Mm-hmm. Like both programs were undefeated. We're going into the last weekend of the season against each other. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, yes. Show up on the, on the Saturday and, and walk in and the Linmar and Centennial kids put together a baseball field in the corner of the homeroom and are playing a baseball game. Yeah. Excellent. Or like throwing a football and uh, Spectrum went, okay, first off, Trent somehow got to go last at Kennedy, which Storm, <laughs> if you're listening, that was bullshit. We were defending. Just so you know. Um, it's all right. We swept. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Spectrum walks off stage and they don't have critiques at Kennedy. So we just literally slooped around the curtains and sat in the first three rows and watched. Slooped. <laughs> and we watched 10th Street. So my kids yeah. got to all watch 10th Street and yeah. getting to watch other kids. Like, I'm sure they're bitter because Trent kicked their ass, but like. <laughs> getting to watch them be great at stuff like yeah. that's why we yes. do and, then, and then to watch them forward that like um after we hosted mid-iowa my kids are literally obsessed with walking northwest eos like they would run into traffic as everyone them. should be also right. though, but yes right. yeah but same mm-hmm. with like maryville and like all of these yes we saw. and then when we went to nash so like the work that we have done i think <laughs> run into traffic it's been worth it because it's starting to maybe change um what a saturday looks like yes going to compete like for sure that's the goal right yeah mm-hmm. nolan and i have been talking honestly nolan's kept me in check i was much more immature than him when i started my college journey and he would i just remember nolan always keeping me in check with like facebook posts like i would post something <laughs> like had a really rough day or something and he'd be like what is what was the utility of that post <laughs> like you just need attention and and so like that concept of of and just working together as a friendship to like constantly be thinking the right things and like challenging each other on our thought processes and yes and making sure that like show choir doesn't have to get dumb and competitive between people if you don't make it dumb and competitive with your own students right you see so many people that are like yeah 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 best friends like we don't care like who cares this weekend and then they go into like warm up with their kids and they're like let's execute we're gonna murder andrew yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. just it 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 works because we don't do that with anyone like there's there's no one in our fields that my students want to beat or that want to get better to finish over the top of that's Mm -hmm. just not in our that's not in our curriculum Mm -hmm. Uh, mindset and that but also you're still competitive I think that's the important side here is it's like so few people I really feel like understand how to do both of those things you still would like them to do well because they would like to do well because that means they worked hard and they did their best personal work and they probably learned something from that like all of those reasons and that's still being 
competitive. The, it's the just way that not awkward. To, the way I try to explain it, like every audience to think we're the best show choir they've ever seen in their life. Like I want audiences to yeah. be like absolutely foaming at the mouth. Love like, that. Do not Great really get about what the judges have to say about this. Or how anybody else. And I'm a judge. Like, yeah. I, I, right, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I was talking to my kids a lot this year because taking over from a from a legend like Lester, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of new expectation building and a lot of whatever. Right. Um, the part that struck me and that made me emotional all year long is that mm-hmm. the bar that was set by our predecessors um, is about story. It's about yeah emotion it's about art art they set the art bar so high that mm-hmm. that's what we're striving for that's mm-hmm. what we're going you want to do it to honor the art and if you tell your story and you make these things happen and you make people feel things then like mm-hmm. what the hell's 10 points for transitions you know what i mean <laughs> right right i mean oh i'm so glad you said that because that is a perfect way to describe it that's exactly right if you're honoring the art of it like, but at the same time, like scorecards aren't dumb because if you're enthralled in a piece of art and then a dumb clunky transition comes across, like you can get pulled out of that art. So like, I get where it comes from. Like, I'm not mad about the fact that we compete. Obviously it, it motivates and it keeps us going and, and whatever, mm-hmm. but like. It serves a function, but it doesn't need to be the function. Like it doesn't have to yeah. be like the main thing at the end of the day. And I feel like people chase their tails about that all the time. Like, honestly, 90% of the questions I get from people are about like, how do you like perennial be successful? How do you like how, how people who are winning all the time, like, how are they doing that? And I, I, the answer is literally never about what they think it's about. Like, yeah. it's about what you're saying. It's like, we're in it to tell this story. We're in it yeah. for the emotion. We're in it for the art. And we're going to do everything well to service that goal. Yeah. Because that's what you should do. And then the other one's unattainable. Yeah, like the the goal to win it. is uncontrollable. No. And it's it's just it's not good for it's a fool's errand and it also it's like winning is so dependent on program too like mm-hmm. winning a competition like you can't you can't just go out with five kids no and win a show choir competition not that but like don't make that your goal like right if you make the goal about the art you can be whatever size whatever and then the winning might happen depending yes. on if some of the other things are in order if all of the other things are in order, there's so yeah. many things. <laughs> I want to give huge credit to like, okay. So when I first started in this job, it was a different crew of Iowa directors, right? Like, right. It was almost 10 years ago. And now, like, I think of the work that our colleagues are doing in Iowa mm-hmm. uh, of Ted and Hannah and yeah. Jack Dobbitz and like all of these people, like I'm thinking Johnston finals last year, it's our new tradition. We don't go to awards anymore. We all sit in the cafeteria with all the directors and just like chat and like hang out and be I friends. I love that. Yes. And then our kids run out and tell us what happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's important, I think. Mm-hmm. And I love those people so much that we can go to competitions now. And it feels to me like I get to go hang out with my friends. Yeah. Right. I, me, the 30 year old who's supposed to be in charge of shit, mm-hmm. I just get to go hang out with my friends. It's all my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all, turns out, pretty good at this. Yeah. And it's fun to just celebrate it. And you probably make each other better by hanging out and you probably learn things. Absolutely. It's like, why wouldn't you choose that if that was an option? Um, Do you feel like you had to work hard to get that to be a thing? Or did you guys just kind of all decide unilaterally? Like, how do you get to that place? If you're in a geographic area where it's not like this, like, how did you get here? I think that, I mean, I think there's two answers. One, just with time and saying this thing over and over and over again. I remember 
um, I heard a story once about this is an offshoot, sorry, <laughs> but about Carol, yeah, we love offshoots. We love Carol Below is like this legend choir director in Iowa. She yeah. was at Jefferson High School with Pete back in the day. Yes. They, and, they and she's she's the most brilliant musician I've ever Back in the cherry life. picker days, yes. Yeah. Um, she so somebody asked her once, like, how do you get your choirs to sing so fantastically every time? Like, how do you get your choirs to sound so good? And she was like, Well, it's nothing, it's the same shit you do every single time. I just say it every single day for their entire high school career. And I just think that that's a big part of it is whatever yeah. we want our kids to follow. We just have to model that consistency constantly yeah. and never mess up. We can't ever have any sort of emotional reaction to a placement at a show choir competition. We can't ever come back to a room after a daytime and go like, wow, I see the judges really messed us Ugh. up. I mean, never, like we can't have that happen once because yeah. they're high schoolers. They, they want to glob onto any of those competitive ideologies. So if you show them one card, they will take it all and mm -hmm. run with it. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a big part of it is just being consistent yeah. with our approach in that. But I also think that we've been successful. And I think that in being successful, it has been easier to get our message across to our kids too. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, that we had a good a good chunk of clay to work with at the beginning and we made something cool out of it in our first couple shots. And that mm -hmm. has led us to some trust among our yeah. students' communities. That's a very good point. A long time. No, I agree with all of that. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, the, he's saying success, but I know that you're not necessarily just meaning like we won. No, not competitive, just like beautiful shows. We've yeah. had some beautiful shows early on that mm -hmm. audiences and students, I when they, they don't have to win to perform and know they're fantastic. Like yes. at all. Very true. We often didn't early on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it still meant something to somebody. Like, Hugely. I mean, yeah. I, there's very few shows either of you have been a part of in your career that I look at in your programs and go, oh, that was a, that was a bad show. I mean, I literally can't think of the one for either of you. I can't. That's our worst fear. So but, this year. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm setting the bar low. It's happening. No, but I mean, like, because I also have no idea how you place during those times. Like, I don't have any memory as an outsider of like whether you won things with those specific years, but I could pick shows that you've both done and go, that was incredible. Here's why this was amazing. Here's why that changed my life. Here's what I love about whatever. That's, I think for most of us that have done this for a while and I'm including you too in that as well, because this is year 10 guys, it's coming up for you. Like <laughs> it, you get to a point where that matters so much more. You'd rather have oh, somebody yeah. come up and go, wow, the yellow wallpaper like changed my entire perception of like how show choir could work or somebody saying like, you know, um, Black Swan was absolutely like just yeah. a complete other type of art that I'd never seen. Like those sorts of statements, you want that for your kids to hear that. For it's sure. good for you to hear that. But like, I could not tell you what I even placed in half of the yeah. comps that were quote good that we won at this point. It's just, I remember those things is when somebody says, <laughs> hey, this was incredible and I loved it because it was art, you know, or something like that. Um, the, let's talk, let's go backwards just a little bit again to like college, early career time uh, and even high school actually for both of you. Never mind, we have to go back to high school for both of you. Um, oh we need to talk about your path to show choir professional. How did you end up as a choir director, show choir director? Um, so you have Those to go back to high school. Story. 
Uh, Trent, we've heard Trent's before because Trent's been on before. So he can tell the short version, but Nolan has to tell the full version. So I'll do the short version. Okay. I went to Papillion La Vista High School. Um, Papio, what's up? Papio. Um, Papio I, proper. Papio proper. Old school. Um, the monarchs. The monarchs. Henrik, Sarah Langdon as my choir director. She was That's at Lewis the same Central person for a yes. while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she was my high school choir director. I went to Nebraska because my older brother, Tyler, who is actually the choir director at Papillion Lewis Dice. Fun fact, yes. Fun fact. <laughs> um, he went to college. He was three years older than me. He went to school for music education. Um, I enjoyed it. And he set a really wonderful path for me um, mm-hmm. that made it seem easy. And so I followed the same path and went to Nebraska. And mm-hmm. now here I am. Okay, your turn. Um, so I actually grew up in Ankeny also. Mm-hmm. So I went to Ankeny. I was in VA. We were only one school at the time. Jen okay. gives Ankeny air quotes. Like I did enough. that early <laughs> and then now I can't really, get it, it out of my so head. It's a real place. <laughs> um, you, let me ask though, you were uh, in it with Brandon or with Lester time? I had uh, my sophomore and junior year, I had Brandon Dean and then my okay. senior year was Lester's very first Okay, year. got it. All right. And I graduated with Lexi Robson. Okay. Hugely important person in a relationship. Yeah. So oh, Lexi and I for did, sure. Yeah we're so close in high school we were besties in high school and then Trent and I were besties in college and so there's another there's a little triangle is Steph your Steph's older than you right Stephanie she's also graduated an person. three years older okay yeah three years before me but also from Ankeny so that's how I know Steph yeah you've got a tight click of great show choir humans that are professionals yes. from Ankeny yes absolutely so then um I went to Duke University to study medicine I was going to go be a doctor mm-hmm. um so I moved to North Carolina and started that and it is still to this day one of my favorite places on the earth I love everything about I love everything about that year I had Mm -hmm. Uh, it was also 2010 so we uh happened to win the national championship that year I was gonna say not a bad year for sports yeah and y'all get this shit for students it was 22 dollars and you got tickets to the final four game and the national championship game for students tickets what and they like put us right under the basket for the tv shots and stuff so for 22 bucks I got to go to both the final four and the national championship I didn't know that that's insane it was so cool one of the kids on my floor his parents lived in Indianapolis so we just crashed in their basement and it cost us almost no dollars to go to the national championship that's the college dream right there that's awesome couldn't imagine a better year to have gone to duke totally Um, at the end of it i decided i told myself i wasn't going to do music at all and then at duke um i made their top choir right away and kind of got like back into it and like it bit me hard like damn it (laughs) lester lester brought me back and hired me to work with his groups still yeah um that year so i don't know i made a choice that um as much as I loved it at that place, $70,000 a year to go be a teacher doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So Trent. I also transferred to Nebraska, which is how Trent and I caught up. Mm-hmm. So Trent's fr- I'm a year older than T, but his, I was a red shirt freshman at Nebraska. <laughs> the same a red shirt that, choir freshman, yes. <laughs> the same year that Trent started. So then I went to Nebraska with Trent. Um, student taught because it wasn't my alma mater because it had split at that point. I broke That's the rules. Right. And student taught at Centennial with Lester mm-hmm. um, and then took the job. That's worked out. He's really fed. I know. It's like, it feels kind of gross. I should move. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what though? I mean, it's when it works out, it works out. And also you had only had Lester for that one year of high school. So like, and it was a brand new campus. I don't think you cheated the system. I think that's just smart. Actually. I, I, I kind of sort of hate that rule. (laughs) It worked out. Yes. Out of this place and then proceeded to get hired. 
the following year. Wait, so, where did you student teach? Did you tell us? I can't remember. He student at me or no? Yeah, you. I student taught at Papillion La Vista South. So I'm kind so of- So literally the same like, thing. You just went across town also. I was that, but I didn't know <laughs> teacher. <laughs> I, uh, Sherry Hebler and she- uh, Oh, that's so, right. Like, yes. Totally experience than anything. A I completely ever. different experience to what you would have had in high school. Yes, they Absolutely. are very different teachers for sure. Okay, so now we got your to your show choir professionalness because obviously you ended up in- and jobs where there was show choir required. So like, did you ever feel like you didn't want to do show choir? Were you ever trying to like stay away from it as a teacher? Uh, did you have any of that in your stories, either of you? Not until like now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, like- Just today, know, yeah. <laughs> we, we both got tired of Big Red Singers after our sophomore year. I mean, yeah. really after our freshman really year. Really after our freshman <laughs> we year, did it again but anyway. we got guilt tripped it again. <laughs> That happens. Yeah, for like, Andrew last. I did it for Andrew. Yeah, we got hey, Andrew last. So doing was, things for Andy is totally fine. Yes, we understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. But mm -hmm. then we were kind of done with that and ready to like do our own. We were done performing. And yeah. Ready oh. to do it. Um, and I think that, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for both of us, but I feel like we both, but he will. Here I we will. <laughs> um, we both jumped in. I mean, we, we, we jumped in ready to go. We were ready yeah. to, to do things to move the art form in mm -hmm. a different direction and, and be successful early in our career. That was, that's an initial goal you have is yeah. to them trust and success where you are. Um, I think we were both handed the reins to important gigs early yeah. on um, and had to, had to be successful based on the places that we were. So we yeah. were forced to put a lot of work in um, and here we are now. So I, I, I don't, I don't think we ever like avoided show choir. Show choir was a, a really big propelling and motivating force for us mm -hmm. in our job fields. Um, I think that's how I kind of got into liking being a choir director, that concept yeah. stuck out to me. And then I really learned to love all of the other sides of what this job has to offer. Mm -hmm. the, all the other musical portions and components. Yeah. I'm I'm basically just a student. Like show choir got me in the door as a high schooler, but now yeah. I'm way more obsessed with almost every Absolutely. other part of my job. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's the stuff that I love. And and I don't honestly like I don't care what my kids love more as long as they love something that they're doing. As long like, as they're there, let's be mm -hmm. like, oh, like, let's do this. Like and I experiencing things. Yeah. With sob of choir music and like all and but also I have kids that just love show like great. For sure. Yeah, excellent. I hate this dichotomy of like, whoa, which one's bad? The like, moralizing what? of music makes me want to barf. Yeah. I just, I cannot. There is no such thing. There is, we, you cannot place a moral value on also, one higher than another. Yeah, yes. It's one of the main reasons and one of the biggest barriers that we've identified in our program as to why we do not serve all of people equally. Like, we've got to get rid of the pretension. The pretension. Say is what all the words about that. Say all yeah. more words about that. Yes. It's incredibly frustrating. I, I don't know. For me, that's, I mean, in the last few years, as I've done obviously a ton more with show choir, I think that that's become like more about my soapbox about this and why I think it's important is because it's the, it's the easy accessible in the door way to get more music in front of our kids, different styles, different ideas, because we have built this wall of pretension. We have built it. Like we, yep, yep. the 
there's no one outside saying you must do all this stuff only. We built this, we made this up and now we're suffering for it. And our kids are suffering for it. And like, you've got some old guard teachers and I say old guard is in not their age, just in their thought process. Cause there's young people that think it too, that will walk around being like, but this is important. This is the really important stuff. Yeah. Only because you said that, not because it is like, we've just made it up as a rule and decided this is the only thing that matters. And we've excluded people because of it. So like a lot of people like, good job, everyone. Like, no, let's maybe try to be better about that. When you're programming, when you're programming for the rest of your department, do you feel like you are more apt to look at a wider base of music because you have show choir in your program? Do you feel like that has affected that in any way for you? Uh, my PLC has been working really hard and I work with two f- absolutely fantastic educators you Elliot do, yeah. Turman and Painter at Centennial. Um, our PLC has been working really hard on how do we three white teachers mm-hmm. access music from across the world because our students deserve to have that knowledge uh, and how do we appreciate it without appropriating it? Yes! Um, um, a, a lot of work in that area and I'm, I'm still not great at it, right? Like who is? It's never yeah. ending work. Mm-hmm. Um, but just trying to be more mindful um, of how, how do you get out of the way of the music and let the composer's original intent come through? Mm, yes. And how do you do it in a way that honors the music and the art and the culture without being shitty white people for lack yes. of a better? Um, and yes. it's, it's hard, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's work that has to be done because if you ignore it, you're still going to do that music. You're just going to do it poorly. Up. Yeah. <laughs> like really <Yeah>. badly. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I can, we could talk about that for 12,000 hours. I, have a lot I mean, I honestly, I think we need to have an entire separate podcast. That's just the three of us talking about that probably, but also that's just three white people talking about it. So that would be terrible. Yeah, right. as part of the problem. Yeah, so maybe but, for ourselves and move yeah, on. <laughs> that's exactly right. But you're the ones on the call today. So you get the question today, but yeah, the, sure. I think that it, I, for at least what I'm seeing in the populace of our uh, education sphere is that like departments that are more willing to embrace pop or willing to embrace whatever you want to call it tend to also be the departments that are more willing to embrace all genres of music from all over the world and more willing to, as you said, find a way to do it justice without appropriating. So, I mean, that's part of why I feel like it's so important to or it can be really important to have a show choir. It's not the most important. You don't have to have one, but like you can do all that work without it for sure. But I think that that's the easy way in the door for that one, for a lot of people. Absolutely. And I also, I I also think that the level of success of your show choir, like has, has nothing to do with what you're offering your students either. Like you Mm -hmm. could offer like show choir in its most successful form Mm -hmm. is often often has a lot of boundaries in itself as yeah, well. Yeah, true. It often has a lot of walls up to specific individuals at schools and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think if we can find ways beyond show choir to involve students in an art form that is more likely to stick with them in the long yeah. haul, um, that is good work to be done. Mm-hmm. Show choir, is just, it, it, it's just one option. It's a vehicle. Everybody always tries to put it in two camps. Like, yeah. you like do you like classical music or show choir? And it's like, well, that's-, that's My favorite argument is it's dots. not well, a genre. Not, it's not a genre. Two whole ass choir songs in their show last year. Like yeah, you don't right? have to separate. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's just, 
it's about the arts. Yeah. One is just theater and dance also. Yeah, and it's okay. Is art. Turns out is. Oh, no, really? Also, I always laugh too when I think back to like, especially, I mean, because my choral time was in high school was like the 90s. So, like, there was still a lot of stronghold of the Robert Shawness of everything where there was like, do not move your physical human body while you are singing. Yeah. do not do that like if if you were to move while singing that would be awkward and yeah. if it is a spiritual piece you may clap and sway but you will do it badly like that was pretty much like the full scope of what was acceptable at the time for concert choir music so to speak and i think that that's the other thing i love about show choir is it reunites vocal music with the obvious fundamental connection of movement like yeah. How, who listens to music on their own in their own personal time, completely rigidly not moving? Pretty rare. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, you move something, you tap your toe, you move your shoulders. You like, I mean, like, I think the rigidity of concert choir music from the 90s and before then, the holdout of that. I love that show choir breaks that for people. Like, yeah, for sure. It's okay to move. <laughs> like, yeah. It's allowed. It's okay to also move badly. Uh, you don't have to be good at it to enjoy movement exactly. connected to singing. You don't have to uh, also even be good at singing. Let's be honest. You can enjoy singing. We have many not good singers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> myself included many days, honestly. So. <laughs> not me. I can't All of my students are excellent. <laughs> Trent can't sing in tune. Is this a thing that we can put on the podcast? Do you really have trouble no, singing in tune? Trent quite simply can't sing in tune. <laughs> I mean, I struggle and I know. I just uh, hang out under the pitch sometimes. And I know I fix it, but like my, the first option out is sometimes a little rough. My students know. But you know what? Your students know and they still sing great. Look at that. Sometimes. Go figure. It's okay. Like, but also, you know how many people in our professional world would absolutely, if they didn't know you, like just seeing that on a piece of paper, a choir director who sometimes is under pitch would be like, oh. Uh, yeah, worthless why is he yeah, teaching he that's Little embarrassing no way. <laughs> but seriously it's okay uh, friends you don't have to be perfect there's no one who's perfect at anything no, so let's no. just calm down a little bit right i'm so close though <laughs> aside from you i, I do want to make that caveat obviously um okay so let's talk about the pandemic year and collaboration yes. because that is absolutely the damn coolest thing <laughs> ever that ever happened um it may not felt like the coolest thing that happened to y'all maybe it was a whole lot of work and you hated it don't tell us but like I would say okay good because let me I mean I'm gonna let you describe it on your own but from the outset this is what I mean for for those of us on the outside you guys took your two programs split up an entire show essentially each did half really and then together yeah part of the ballad right and then obviously didn't perform it live because we were really not able to do that at that time. We're talking 2020, 2021. So there were people competing live, but you guys took the, as I feel, admirable route of like not putting all of your children in a room. So if you did that and your kids all survived, good for you, but these two didn't do that. And we put them on video together and you made this incredible piece of art on video. So now that's the short version. Tell us a little bit more about like maybe how that came about and like what that was like. First off, thank you. Yeah, thanks. It, yeah, it, it was, was incredible. It, honestly, it was in a time where nothing was good. Um, it was yeah. really fun to do something with our students to keep them invested and to just hang out with literally all my best friends. Totally. In a working way, like it may, it challenged everything I loved about my job before and mm-hmm. made me question 
what I wanted in a job because we just got to, I mean, there was nothing else on the calendar. Yeah. That year, there was nothing else. We had, we had no other extracurricular response. We didn't have choir concerts. We didn't have yeah. big meetings or trips. I mean, it was just the only thing we left our house for was to make this product with all of our best friends. Mm -hmm. um, so like as an entirety, it was a blast and thank you for appreciating it because it was fun it. to, it, it was just so fun to make something great with the people you care about the most. Mm -hmm. But you want to start from the beginning a little bit? Well, it all started one day. <laughs> Back in 1997. Where did we go? <laughs> Went to Decora. Decora. So that's a like very divine. random, I, this is not where I thought the Listen, story was starting. At I Luther know, College? Tra okay. Tra and Lexi are married now. We oh, are. That's right. Yay. I haven't talked to you since. Congrats. Um, and Nick and I have been dating for like five and a half years. Right. Um, and the four of us often travel together. It's our favorite thing to do. But mm -hmm. it was mid-panty. So we like waited and then we all got it tested and then like quarantined and then like got this little Airbnb in Decorah, Went to Iowa. glamorous Decor, Iowa. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, right, yeah. which is was gorgeous. It's, it's really pretty. It I pretty like Decorah. This is just yeah. not where I thought this story was going. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, so we had like five days in Decorah okay. together. We didn't go anywhere because it was still panty times. Um, so we were only comfortable with seeing each other because we knew we'd been tested. Right. Um, and so we're just staring at the wall, looking around, going, shit, what do we do next year? What do we year? do like, next year? We're going to have to make a decision here really close. And we were on the phone with uh, Ted and Luke Warren, and we had yeah. a Zoom with all the area um, directors to try to figure out, like, do we want to go in on this on a unified front? Like, what, right. where's everybody at? Like, what, what kind of things do... Because we were concerned initially about, like, like, let's say we decide, like, we're not doing anything for show choir. And then all of a sudden, every other school in Cedar Rapids and in the state of Iowa is out competing. Which and is a reasonable concern. Don't. Yeah. And like we, so we wanted, we thought we had a good idea and we wanted to present it to as many choir directors as we could, not, not needing them to do the same. Like there were some people right. in Iowa who went out and did show choir and I don't fault them for that, but like mm -hmm. we, just, we wanted we wanted to have as much of a unified front as we could initially on when we had this idea of what it could look like. Yes. yes. We first decided that we were not going to be competing. Like we knew that that, honestly, Took that off the table. Of it yeah. came down to the finances. Yeah. And Financially, the it was irresponsible for me to continue to pretend like I was going to get to compete. Yeah. And just spend all that so money on choreography and costumes. And, um, and all plus, this was my first year being in charge of the budget. <laughs> I just stepped yeah. in. That's right. Happy head director. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the co competition side of it, we knew like we were aware for us and our students that if if we had a situation, even later in the year when things are better, we, we wouldn't want anyone to feel pressured to compete or like to be there when they were sick or to to try to sneak totally. a sickness by us. Like we we didn't want to put our students in that position. So we decided right off the bat, like that wasn't going to happen. We mm -hmm. worked, tried to work with other choir directors to get kind of that as a go-to for the state yeah. all before we came up with what we were actually going to do, which started as we were just going to do the same show. Like we were both just going to do the same show for fun. So oh, that, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that it would be easier on Lexi and April and Braxton. We can still like, hire our we choreographers. We still pay our, our people that smart so they could still have, you know, work and money and mm -hmm. food and stuff. Um, yeah, and then decor happened, and it just kind of, all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like, well, what if we? Oh, how? Well, how? What if? 
oh, has anybody ever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh yeah. And so we storyboarded the giver, literal storyboard. We had a large it was a whiteboard. Big whiteboard. <laughs> um, I love everything about that. The digital media great. teacher in me is like, good for you for storyboarding. Yes. <laughs> and then it was so interesting because I've never built a show with those options. Yeah. yeah. Like we can do anything. We can do anything. We don't even have to sing this song. We can just use the original for this one. Oh, this right. is just a dance number. Oh, right. you know what I mean? Like the only thing we can't do is rehearse in the same room. <laughs> 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 the only thing we can't do is be- The most the basic yes. part, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, we put together the show, we divvy it out, we decide who's arranging what, who's doing what. Um, we reached out to Courtney Ball, who is a producer, um, and he set us up with, um, he works for Flow Media, right? Flow Media and Cedar Rapids. Yes. I, okay. I literally, I posted on my, we have like a show choir Facebook page for like all the alumni. I was like, anybody know any great film yeah. companies? Because we, I mean, we have never made a movie before. Yeah, like, why would you know that? Yeah. We're literally just throwing darts and hoping. And this first guy, Courtney, that I got in contact with, like he was literally on a Facebook comment, try Flow Media. So I gave him a call and he set us up with, he said, we were really excited the first time because Courtney was like, well, I have this guy and he's been working um, through TCR, which is Theater Cedar Rapids. And he's been filming all of their productions um, that they were had going on and was gonna take their stage productions and make them into like a movie. And I was like, oh, so like exactly what we wanna do? You've got a guy, yeah. wow, <laughs> Perfect. this sounds great. Um, so we, we met with them. I remember in Lexi's parents' house, I met, I sat down. I think you were, you zoomed in from somewhere else, yeah. but we had our first meeting with Adam and we, we essentially found out that it would cost so much less than a regular show choir year I to get the that. fantastic product that we yeah. had. Like I'm, I'm not, it, it wasn't like a cheap movie production, but comparatively to, and it's splitting it with two schools and then comparing it to what you normally do with costume travel and, and everything too. And, and yeah, I mean, everything. It's, mm -hmm. It was just so much. It was exactly what we were hoping for. Good. Something we could, we could manipulate to be safe at all points in time had the possibility again we had no idea had the possibility of being really cool mm -hmm. um, and was cheap wasn't a huge financial investment that we wouldn't be able to dig ourselves out of or that right. we couldn't have a final product of if somebody got sick mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it all looked good yeah and then we started rehearsing it was awful <laughs> we rehearsed on our football field that was our first choreography i missed my first rehearsal as spectrum's director ever because i was out on quarantine <laughs> that is the, the most 2020 thing ever it was at the northeast elementary uh gym so that's where we practiced for most of the year is elementary school gyms same here wow we started outside while we could and then and then, then things Iowa. got yeah. better for a while in like September through November. And then mm -hmm. they got horrifying again yes. in December through February. Mm -hmm. And then it got better again. So it was, but that was the whole goal. It's like, we don't know how the year is going to go. So we need to have something that can adapt. And honestly, yes. we didn't move forward. We had, we had a virtual choreography camp in August and taught them some moves um, yeah, and we had no plans for a video until late December. <laughs> You're like, like, I guess this is what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know. I mean, we were just, you know, everybody, we were just living the year out, figuring yeah. out how to get through. Well, right. And also at that moment when the world's on fire, like, I'm sorry, yes. the first thing that comes to your mind is not like, how do I excel at the show choir? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, excellent point. Oh my God. Yes. Right? 
do I need to finish mm-hmm. my film? Like, what do I need to do? <laughs> yeah, so many other thoughts. <laughs> so we got we got this quote in December, and I remember coming back to my kids in January. We were in our main gym downstairs has three separate basketball courts, and they were spread mm-hmm. out like thirty feet, masked. <laughs> like it was, they all were so annoyed by the end of the year. But like, I remember asking them. I was like, okay, we've got an opportunity right now. I just got this quote from this guy. Like, we could turn these moves into a product yeah. that I think is going to be really cool, but also I have no idea. Right. Um, or we could just, we could just call it. Like yeah. We could just call it quits right now. Say great job, show choir. We did some moves. Like yeah. we got some experience. Um, that's great. And it was a unanimous, let's move forward and try to make something happen. Even if it might not be good. Yeah. So why not? Cool. Yeah. You're so nice. I know. I told my kids, get your shit together. I knew it would be unanimous. I just wanted it right, to but you wanted them to walk through the garden of their own ideas to get there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Voice of a generation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was I, think I had one kid who raised his hand for no, and I've never told anybody that, but, but I don't know who it was. <laughs> oh my but, God. You see, okay. I want to talk about that in depth later, not on the podcast. Okay, what in the world? Okay, continue, guys. He was ready to be done. I mean, I can't fault it either. Yeah, for real. I, those rehearsals were rough. When you have no end goal yes, in mind yes. and you're in a gym dancing and sweating with a mask on, like, mm-hmm. I get it. That's, it was hard. Yeah. Um, and then we got to our first filming day. Yeah. So our first filming day was at Linmar. Oh my gosh. And it felt, I, I literally have never felt cooler in my life. Let me tell you, <laughs> like, this production team comes in with multiple cameramen, yes. and the whole crew and all this yes. shit and lights everywhere. And like, so whatever, once we, to, to make a long story short, once the filming started, it was good. It, it was performance and the kids good. were like, oh shit, like I missed this. This good. is kind of cool. Yeah. And it was just, it was so different because it was, I mean, it was take after take after take. And also oh, yeah. because, I mean, it was so much, it was fun because we were all there, like, Lexi, Braxton were there all the time. Mm-hmm. Nolan and I were there. Um, I mean, the, the film crew was all, I mean, it, good friends. And, and so, we were all in a group chat. So like we could chat with like Adam and Courtney and like all of our friends and like, so fun. And we just, we, you made, we made stuff up on the spot so yes. much. There were so many times where we walked into like, like I'll never forget when we did here in Ankeny. The ballad? No, the, your song, the, Oh, the opener. The opener, yeah. The opener and the second song. We, I mean, it has all this blocking and it has all these theatrics in the movie. Yeah. And all of those were just like, we got in the room. We were like, okay, we got some choreography. So Nolan, you go over here and you deal with this group. Lexi, you go here. Trent, you go here. And we were just like, okay, we've got 30 seconds to teach about eight, eight cats. Yeah, we need you to, we need everyone to stand up. And then when like the giver, the Jonas stands up, yeah. like everyone needs to like cower a little bit. And we are like, okay, let's give it a try. Like, here's your notes, go one, ready, go. <laughs> I will say the opener shot. is the most elaborate acting in the movie for sure. Um, so that is good to know. I love knowing that behind the scenes moment of that oh, was- it was, uh, it was made up 30 seconds before it happened. Oh, so it, much of the show was. I love the coffee shop. I love I mean, them slight. I can't the, say enough about our kids for that. For just the sledding that. sequences, like just <laughs> uh, like random stuff that you're like, that's not even the part that we cared about. I get that. But like, there was so much in it that was like organic as well. It felt like yeah. in addition to like being, you know, hey, you learned choreo and hey, sure. we learned songs. Like it was, uh, it was and just the so, fun. so funny because like, we, almost we, forgot. <laughs> we, we were going to do like, I was like, 
because we split the show up. I was like, I'll take the sledding. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun one day. Well, I didn't do anything. Nothing happened. I forgot to do sledding. I didn't want to do sledding. The snow's the gone. Snow. <laughs> yeah, snow's gone. Yeah, I was gonna All say, let's go ton of snow. Yeah. So I like send out a uh, like thing on our like 10th Street like chat, and I'm like, hey, um, it's so want to go sledding? <laughs> Can you send in some phone videos of you sledding? Um, so they just went out. One of the Sled. kids in the sledding videos is not even in the group. She's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... it was so much was off the cuff, and that's what makes it so fun too. Is especially yes. seeing the final product and like, because it was it was so awesome, and we were so happy with it. But watching all those memories unfold, yeah. memories is really ooh, right the giver. Yeah. Um, but watching that like in real time, all the stuff that like was a mess up that ended up being really cool or catching things in post is a real deal guys that uh, post sure. editing is like oh my gosh they can do such but cool also, things it's now it's changed the way i think about my job i was gonna <laughs> ask that's yeah that's my next question yeah it's just changed how i think about what's important you know what i mean like mm -hmm. uh, well first off as a person like i learned so much like about filmography right like of course trent and i like can't keep our hands to ourselves so we're like sitting by the sound text and the lighting text and the right and he's like showing me how to work the look like cool great lens guy yeah. right i'm like i want to learn everything yes um and then we you know we had to learn how do you record a choir to yeah a track with like heads so we had to literally build a recording studio in the on the stage and like uh, all this our, our friend you might know do you know christian hale he was also yeah Nebraska grad. yeah mm -hmm. he's a music producer in nashville um oh, so we called right. him and we're yeah. like help yeah and he taught us so much about the other side of the sound design and how that kind of stuff yeah. works um yeah i don't know it just opened my eyes as to what are the possibilities first yes time, we had what I felt like was one of my most creative years in the midst of the worst year of any of our lives. Right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy is to look back? Something, right? Like that's mm -hmm. kind of cool. Um, but also we never competed. Yeah. And the product felt just as authentic and just as fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And that to me, like, I know we talked about this earlier, but there's a lot of self-talk to get yourself to like, it's not about winning. It's about the kids. It's about the art. It's about the, and I think for a while you tell yourself that, even yes. You maybe don't believe it. All maybe way, don't believe it. Mm -hmm. act, right. You're going to try to act on it. Yeah. You're going to live that motto. People do. And right. after this last year, like it is now of no question to me. Like I right. would rather go back to last year and make a movie with my best friends again mm -hmm. than compete against my best friends. The mm -hmm. kids wouldn't. But no, we hell would. no. But yeah. he has an educator. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that gives you the headspace now, like you're saying, it changed so much for you that going forward as you're planning, you now know that there's a feeling like that, that you can chase. You're yes. not chasing some sort of dopamine high off of exactly. like, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. and that, also, I, that's so valuable. It's changed the way that we design shows too. Yes. Because yeah. mm -hmm. it blew the lid off of what was possible. Well, that was really my question was like, what has it changed for you creatively in the process now that you've yeah. done it that way? Like, do you feel like that? changed when you were plotting your show for this year this past year or next year i guess too like absolutely i mean yeah, yeah it's i think that <sighs> i think that we in the way that we do shows we we really strive for getting the audience to experience something real mm -hmm. and something that is like human in a way that yes. is like comfortable. like i think both of our shows tend to I would have agree. qualities to them mm -hmm. and i think that having the world at our fingertips to create that really showed us that it was possible outside of the stage. So I think yes. that both of our shows last year 
we're better at getting that effect on the stage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, in a very simple way. Um, I think that one of the, the biggest pluses of that whole situation in 2020 was just the connections that it brought us. And it showed the importance of the connections we had. Like yeah. all of our filming locations, like were all people we knew. Like I knew somebody who owned a, a wedding reception hall that we filmed yeah. one song. I knew someone who owned this field. Like we, we knew the people in our school to give us the access to the school plays. We had Christian Hale that we knew and had a connection yeah. with we made these connections with our film crew and and then we got to work with April and Lexi and Braxton yeah. and Stephanie and Lester and Steve yeah. Shanley and it was like literally every person met something yeah yeah and no one knew what they were doing so it was just really just like hey what what might you have to add <laughs> yeah yeah but what a cool thing Kevin, we used Trent's little oh, brother little, who did all of our forget. graphic design I was gonna ask about that doesn't Kevin publicity. do like yeah mm-hmm the the Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's such a good thing for the kids to see you do, I think too, yeah. because that's so much of life in general is just like, you know, this is who you know and this is like how they add to your life and you add to their life. And like that's such oh, yeah. a great like lesson for them to see in general, but especially creatively. That like what an incredible product you can make art-wise, anyways, you know, just and and the connection with people because people is what makes that happen. Like it's yeah. the people. Oh, component. you have to, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And is it a perfect product? Absolutely not. I watch it back and go like, oh God, we should have fixed that cut. Like, right. But like, like the ballad, we learned it the one day. <laughs> Some onsets. We decided like two days before the ballad recording that Lidbar was going to sing the ballad too. Oh, um, that's fun. No, 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 no. We were always both going to sing the ballad. <laughs> Trent decided Forgot. that maybe Lidmar would skip that part until two days before filming. And I was like, no, you asshole. <laughs> we both have to do the ballad. My kids already sadly know it. Yeah, yeah so they're ready. Know it at all. So and it was one of it. those Lester arrangements where it's like, uh-huh. Yes. Yes. And then cluster chord. Yes. Uh, all of that. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, mm -hmm. there was a lot of learning of music while we <laughs> recorded the music. So there but, are moments in it, like vocally especially, that we're both like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good. That's not good there. I will say that... And, and I mean, like, I'll say it so you don't have to, but like the universe of show choir, when you put it out, let's say once it was done and you guys put it out there and you did a great job of being like, Hey, here's the thing we did. Have a great day. Enjoy it. If you want, whatever. Yeah. It wasn't like you didn't make it weird, but you need to see this. No, there were, and I don't think no one said it directly to me because I think they know that I'm very much team everything you were doing. And so I wouldn't have wanted to hear it, but there are of course people because people are, again, human garbage a lot of the time, uh, yep. who said insane things like, well, the vocals and the one part, or, well, I mean, surely I know those things were said because I heard them peripherally. Um, For sure. And if I was in the presence of it, I was quick to be like, stop being an idiot. This, you're, what you're saying doesn't matter. Um, but also like, that's the part of your collaboration, the two of you, and what you bring to everyone around you that I want all of choir worlds, not just show choir, all of choir worlds to attach, which is this notion of, it can still be wonderful, even if it wasn't perfect. It can still be meaningful, even if Trent started under, <laughs> under the pitch. Under it the can pitch, still be like, the, you have such a wonderful attitude and balance in your own, I like behavior with each other and just in your own teaching, I can tell about that, that anytime somebody brings up something to the contrary of that, not just about what you do, but what anybody does. Um, as I get older, I just 
that wears on me so much more. I'm like, why, why bring that up? Why be the person that says that? Why are we talking about that? Could we have done it better? Like, sure. sure. At the time, we were literally just like guessing. (laughs) But also- And quite literally, at the beginning of the year, we were like, all right, first rule, let's not kill any kids. Like that's the number number one rule. Yes. Nobody, Nobody dies. We have done a great show for sure. Um, isn't that what everybody does every year? You just, you, you throw, you, <laughs> you throw darts and you just hope, you know, like some of their educated darts, you know, but like you, you're just guessing. So there's something is always going to be not perfect. I mean, it's just, you yeah, I don't did know. something though. That's my point is you chose to do something. You tried something. You gave yeah. your kids an opportunity to do something new in the face of obviously not being able to do what we've always done before. So for me, it's that, you know, the cheap sheets moment of anytime somebody says something like that, it's like, cool, you're not even trying to do anything. Like that's fine. Why, there's no, your your opinion has no validity for that reason alone. But like, I just want to teach because we have to teach our kids that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that's I, true. I, we have conversations before every single competition. Like, that's a good point. Here's the deal. Guess what? They hired judges. Like, they brought them in. Mm-hmm. They're going to do that part. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is try to enjoy other people's creation. Like, mm-hmm. you're not there to be a, that's not your job. No. Mm-mm. You don't have to be a film critic every time you watch a show card show. Sometimes yes. you can just enjoy it for art. And then there's other times when you, it's your job. You got to yeah. judge. Put yeah. shit on the paper. Yeah. I totally get that. But I, I tr- you know what I mean? Like, I just I do know what this you year, mean. It was really hard because my kids would be like, "So, did you see that video of Lamar?" I'm like, "Oh boy, they're looking looking pretty good." <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> "Of course they're good." They, they're, duh. Yeah. Like, what did you, you expect them to be like, suddenly well, bad? I'm not comparing. Like we just have to. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I am comparing. You can <laughs> do about it. Yeah. Well, just do your thing, man. Let them be awesome, and then go cheer for them when they are. There's so di- so many different kinds of awesome and there always have been, but I think the pandemic highlighted that for all of us in yes. the ways like you did what you did and other schools did what they did to like mix it up. I think that that has hopefully opened some eyes for a lot of people of like, there's no, there's no limits other than self-imposed, sometimes monetary, I suppose. But like, I mean, yeah. there's, again, back to the whole like fake rules that we make scenario, like, you know, do what works for you and your kids. Try something new if it's not working for you and your kids. Like sure. those are, that's but, so important. And it was a risk and shouts out to both of our communities for mm-hmm. support, supporting that. And for our kids, sure. most importantly. Yeah, they stuck it out. And I, I mean, at the end, it was a long year. It was a lot. We finished that show in like April. Yeah. It was a long, but you set long them time up they for stuck that it success out. By being those people who like sat in a room and were like, what if, what if we tried this? Like, that's what I love about your collaborative spirit yeah. and that I wish people would try more of. I want show choir and choir in general to do more of that going forward. I think it's that would be fun. beautiful. Yes, absolutely. We both agree that the worst part of our year is making up shows every single year. That is the it's hardest hard. thing that we do. It is that the, is most, the stressful. most Xanax eaten per capita. Yes. <laughs> like it's just, it, it's so hard. So we, we want to make it as fun as possible. Um, like I'm here this week because we, I need to make up a show. I had a wedding for the last month. One of us doesn't have a show yet. And I don't well, what if you got married for seven weeks? So like, a long it's, time. yeah. <laughs> so I'm here now and we had this plan that we're going to, I'm going to have a show by Tuesday and yeah. we're get to hang out all throughout it. And it'll be Wait, fun. I'm clutching my pearls. Does this mean you're helping each other plan shows and you compete against each other? 
Oh yeah, we've done it for years. Yeah. What? If, if you like the song and Centennial or Lynn obviously shows, it's it has influence from the other we side. We usually pick each other's best songs. Yeah. Right, because you're not the one picking the song. That's so cool. Exactly. Like, oh no, my gosh. Let me tell you, I don't know if I've ever had more fun than rewriting all of the lyrics to Cole Cannon last year with Trey. Yeah. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, that, that was. Peep song, rewriting all of, it was great. That's um, Last year at this time, pretty much this time, actually, we were, uh, Trent and I were in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, because we were doing yes. camp with Broken Arrow. And we were talking about the show and Trent was like, okay, I'll tell you about it, but we have to go out to eat. <laughs> I was like, Okay. Yeah. I mean, that sounds also great. So we went to the Irish restaurant. So you took us to an Irish restaurant, Bob, (laughs) where you could order Cole Cannon. And then we sat in this. Well, I don't think you were doing it to be like dramatic or ridiculous. It was just, it was such like. (laughs) I need the effect. It was so wonderful because like then you describe the show in this little hole of a room on the like the old town square of broken arrow oklahoma which inexplicably had this irish restaurant anyway like there was so like it was so much fun and it was such a great creative energy moment for me like i i love that stuff when because it was about the story and it was about like the music and the excitement of it you weren't like in the room with me being like here's the reason i've chosen this song because on the score sheet i think that because people are like that and I enjoy that you're not like that. Thank you for the drama involved in the Cole Cannon eating. I don't think I had Cole Cannon. I think I just oh, you got to try sometimes. Guinness instead. As, <laughs> if you want to make yeah, it, I, I know saying. a song that could help you. And I've got the recipe in my head forever. One. I won't have a choice. <laughs> I will always know. <laughs> Literally, the whole of us will always know at this point. Um, so Big next time. year, you we've said that Trent doesn't have a show. Yes, um, and you are done with yours. Then Nolan, obviously. I'm- you, very close. Okay, that's good. And so I'm saying that also because I think it's good for people to hear that it is July while we're recording this. And here's two programs that are amazing and they're not fully set in their show yet. And that is okay too. Like I mean, there's the best time. It needs yes. time to simmer. Truly. And I'm late. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, it I sounds am, a lot like you're justified. I am behind. <laughs> um, but also like I can't, I can't just make up a show in a couple of days. Like if the right yeah, idea you shouldn't. Come, it has there. to simmer, it has to sit, it has to. I am letting you justify out. it because that is a real thing. Like that's yeah, important. Sure. We've all done shows where we like just crammed it. We're like, this is, I got to get it done. I have a deadline or this is like, I've got to pick this song. I'm not done, but I guess this song is fine. And I mean, when does that ever end up being your favorite matter. song? It just doesn't. So I've had a, a different experience. Really? I had a whole show plan that okay. I threw out the window yeah that happens sometimes too started from scratch because of a wild hair laying in bed and that got funny? up the next morning and wrote a new show <laughs> like, <gasps> and it's probably gonna be one. amazing yeah I was gonna say it's gonna be one of your favorites probably isn't Off that so the air, fun I'll tell you what it is uh, thank you for that but also I wonder if I, I know for a fact, actually, because of conversations, that there are plenty of people who would not listen to that wild hair. And so I, I, I'm i glad you said that. And I want to make it clear that people hear that. Like the creative yeah. process is messy. The creative process isn't generally linear. And if you have that gut feeling of like, this, I, I have this other thing. I want to walk through the, the ideas with this and see what happens. Do it. Like That's literally, I texted Abby and Elliot and was like, I have. I'm an idiot. I thought of an idea. Do you want to come play? And they both yeah, came over yeah. and played all day long. Yeah. How great is that? I mean, like, and like you said, like Trent said, it's probably better than your first one. So like there's, 
don't, I think this podcast episode could be called don't make self-imposed rules that don't matter because that's basically what we just keep saying. Um, you know, do what works for you and your kids creatively, be open to other ideas, be open to other people's ideas and holy cow, make friends with your neighbors. Bounce things (laughs) off so many people. And it's like, I just think of our like main core of creatives that we run yeah. everything by and everyone thinks so differently even the two of us like we yeah. we formulate ideas and like strategize on show building in a totally different way but mm-hmm. like you just you work through that because you know it's good like yeah. I told Nolan my Nolan and Nick my idea in the pool yesterday my yeah. like starting idea and then we just right went right to work and no one yeah. started poking holes and like it, that's that's what I want um, the- um I would say to that point like there is nothing that I do that does not get run by 40 pairs of eyes and 50 sure. pairs of ears and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? um for like we just went and costumed this week with Sarah Dornink who by yeah. the way you are in the metro area and oh costume. yes Sarah Dornink is both the coolest person that I've ever met in my life and the best <laughs> costumer so we go to Sarah's um studio and she just throws swatches of fabric everywhere and we just get to like love it's, it it's one of my favorite days of the year anyway yes I brought my mom, I brought my sister, my yes. boyfriend, all my friends. There was like seven of us there. Cause like, what, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Like, no, truly. I have, like, one month, like I have an idea, but I, yeah. I, my, here's what it boils down to for me. My job as a director is to let all of this brilliance happen and then showcase the people that made it happen. And yes. in reality, the only thing that we're here for is when something goes wrong, it's our job to own it so that those people yeah. don't get that. Like, that's my job. Yeah. Anything that's great about my program is my kids work is mm-hmm. my parents work is my friends work anything mm-hmm. that gets fucked up is my fault <laughs> like, that's how it should be that's yes. my job you are correct I'm the lightning rod of hate yes but also you both are good at being you guys both do such a great job of that and and that's that's not something that's lost on me and I hope other people hear that Thanks. through your stories today because I think that that's that's a huge part of why I wanted to have you on is because you guys are a great shining beacon of that I think um the I get really selfish in planning. So this was a great reminder for me too. I tend to get really like, I want to, I, I picked this song. And I like this song. I want to keep this song, you know, like I have to remind myself like, okay, somebody could tell you something else and it could end up being five times better. Yeah, like sure. it's, it's hard. Even those of us, again, who've done a long time, sometimes you get in your head. So this was a good reminder, guys. Thank you for reminding me of this today. <laughs> yeah, Loved check it. back on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> When you've burned each other to the ground because you're so angry yeah, that the show didn't like. <laughs> okay, we have to do the two questions that everybody gets asked, um, yeah. which again, Trent has done this. So you can you can skip if you want, or if you have new answers, you can share. Um, but Nolan has to answer. So uh, we ask you, what is your favorite show that you have ever seen? Meaning you can't have had anything to do with it. It was just you, purely you being a spectator. Uh, in person or video, doesn't matter. And then uh, the second question is, what's your favorite show that you've ever been a part of? Either you were in it as a performer, you helped plan it, you designed it, you directed it, whatever. Um, most people can't come up with just one answer for both of those. It's pretty rare. So it's okay if you have a couple. Um, you cannot answer every show I've ever done. That's a cop-out. Like you have to- I would never do that to you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for your integrity. I appreciate that. So many people um, are like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to two-part the beginning. Okay. Best one I've ever seen live, and then the best one I've ever seen just, or my favorite. I love favorite. that. Yes. Um, this was an impactful moment on my life. When I was a junior in high school, my friend Michelle and her mom and I drove to Fame Chicago. Okay. And it was Fame Chicago 08 that had 
Wabonzi yes. and North Central and mm-hmm. Burroughs and Clinton. And they were all there. And it was that Burroughs Circus show. That yes, year. yes. Oh, God, I fell in love with that circus show. It was so beautifully sung and so interesting and different. But then I think this is so strange. I don't know why I love it so much, but 2018 Los Al, the Great Expectation show is my favorite show. I watch that shit so that often. That I don't think that's weird. The most disgusting singing I've ever heard in my life. Is so uh, good. I was so, gonna say in a good way. We can't tell. We can't see her face. Okay, great. Good way. Good disgusting. Uh, okay, we like that. That's awesome. Words, she say good words. Thank you. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm not as cool and young and hip as you, so I couldn't <laughs> tell. But yeah, that. I think that there is so much from a creative standpoint about, especially what California has done in the last ten years. That for those of us who really are into the storytelling, and I don't mean stories as in like a big like you're doing a movie. I don't. I don't mean that. I just mean like yeah the act of telling the story. They do such innovative things. And so a lot of us have those moments. I love that. So much of what we've done in Iowa. I mean, Absolutely. Nature, we're not, re- we're, we're, we're recreating the wheel in a lot of ways based on a, a Everyone is. That um, yeah. We're just speaking it in always. But yeah, I mean, those okay. shows out there just are phenomenal. Yeah, it's a Los very Al- special Al- thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, those are great answers. I love those answers. Okay, tell me Thanks. about your favorite you've ever been in or a part of. This one's easy. Um, it was last year with Spectrum. Since it was my first uh, competitive season with Spectrum where we got to go perform and compete and do all that stuff. Yeah. Just getting that to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. it's that feeling where like, and I look at my colleagues often, it's like, where like where's Lester? Like where's the adults? Yeah. Like who's who's in charge? Who's in charge? Oh, I. Oh, it's you. Yeah, God. you're the person. Uh, so just to see it finally come together and to watch uh, my kids just work so damn hard all year long, yeah. um, and then get to culminate it and go to Nashville and be on the Grand Ole Opry. Like that was my favorite experience for sure. Oh, the Grand Ole Opry thing is so 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 cool. Uh, let's talk about Nationals for a second since you brought it up. The um, if you don't know what we're talking about, Show Choir Nationals is the say the longest running national event that we have probably in show choir yeah. uh they do it one weekend every year you can dates are available multiple years in advance so you can see and start planning you can start applying for next year i know already right now but when you go and perform and compete at it it is not a, a standard weekend vibe in the sense where it's just the whole day no, saturday it's craziness cooler. it's way better um you i mean i can let you talk about it a little bit since you were there but i think the the big selling point and the coolest part is like you perform at the grand old opry oh like, literally the, the the opry curtains rise and your kids are literal it's the circle is right there and like, like I, I couldn't recommend it higher to anybody yeah. we had a blast you stay at the opry land resort so like mm-hmm. from a teacher standpoint my kids there's so much to like we planned nothing yeah you're just, just insulated in that area no yeah yeah play. there's mm-hmm. like swim or you can go to the 400 restaurants or shops mm-hmm. or whatever um yeah it's kind of it's cool friday morning they do prelims and mm-hmm. then saturday morning they do finals yeah so it's it's split out over two days uh which is kind of nice because then like we had a quick little singing rehearsal to fix some things on friday night yeah uh, it gives you time to relax and chill mm-hmm. and and hang out with your kids which was fun so it's a fun trip record. yes and mm-hmm. daryl usry is the is just the best absolutely the sweetest guy ever he, I just called me yesterday, actually, just, just to chat. What a sweetie. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> We're thinking about going. I was going to say, have you taken your kids to that? I don't know if you guys have done We've that one. Never, I've never done, I've only done one out-of-state competition um, as a director, so I, I'm trying to branch out. 
I don't. How is that possible? I know. Which what? It's mostly. I mean, honestly, it's just really expensive. But and we don't. No, I'm just thinking my, to myself. I'm like, I feel like I've seen you compete us, and I guess not. I mean, like. I know. Because you're in Iowa too. You guys have well, 400 million Viterbo amazing one things. Year. That's really close. Um, yeah, that doesn't feel out of state. I guess things one year, but never a I, national one. But I think mm-hmm. we're. I mean, as long as you don't release this before like next week, I'm not planning to do that. <laughs> you will be released after the time you would say that, probably. So there. Um, the yeah, I love that car. I just I that's a bucket list for me as a director that I never got to take kids to. Like if I have a group ever again to go somewhere, I would love to take them to that one. That's a, yeah, it that's a really, 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 really cool event. Um, okay. Let's do trends. Even though you've done them in the past, you can always remind us what your favorite things are. We, uh, we, maybe you have new favorites that we want to hear about. <clears throat> I honestly can't remember what I said last time. Um, you want me I to tell love you? that great expectations show too. We I already did that. We've watched that many times. It's a small group. <laughs> Um, he's already said that <laughs> i love swan lake lester's last show you um, said that, that last was, time that was yes that's what you said there you go that was i mean it was just one of those shows that was i mean i'm nitpicky and there wasn't much to nitpick um mm-hmm, yeah and it was emotionally involved and there were things there were there were moments i looked forward to in that show and that that doesn't always happen totally um, that was pretty incredible. And, you know, when it's your friends, it's even cooler. You know, you feel more connected to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that show. My I, favorite of, of ours, I, I mean, I never know. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. I love this last year's. I don't really know how. I, this last year's gave me a lot of similar vibes as the Nellie Wilhite Take yeah. Flight show back in 1718, which has kind of been like my favorite experience. I don't think it was the best show we ever did, but I, the experience was, and the students and the journey they had and the emotional responses were, it was just so fun that year to do that. It seemed so easy. And this year felt a lot like that. Yeah. Uh, so those, Two are kind of maybe my favorites. They were just so happy and nice, and I don't know. I like. Them. Well, okay. So then, you actually answered a question I didn't even realize I had just now, which was that if you had to pick something for somebody to watch from your years at your prospective programs, what would be the show you'd say? Oh, go watch this one from Ankeny Centennial, or go watch this one from Lindmar. Uh, I can tell you what my answers would be, but I think it's more fun to see what your answers would be. I mean, I think I think the yellow wallpaper was our best show. I think that that one was, I just think that that was cool in a different way, but I don't know if that's what I'd want you to watch. I think this last year, I loved what we were able to do and the kids were able to do this year with the naturalness and like the character and the yes. theatrical parts this year, mm-hmm. which has always kind of been my goal. And I think that sure. we really hit that this last year which was really fun to get to yeah totally I would say yellow wallpaper for the record for yours <laughs> I'm a big yellow wallpaper stand just mine's hard like oh, gosh well I, I also know you haven't been the head as long so it's right, not I like yeah I get that I but you've been involved in you know oh, years sure, worth sure, of sure. I just when Lester and I learned so much so fast Mm-hmm. that like when I go back and listen to some of the singing that we were doing and like like Carmen is the first big show that comes yeah. to mind as like a game changer for our totally. program 
Yeah. And I go back and listen to some of that singing and I'm like, oh my God, that's horrifying. How do we sing <laughs> so stylistically inappropriately? Like, what were we doing? Like we just so. hadn't quite put all the pieces together yet for ourselves. Yes. So every year, I think if you watch year by year, you can see for a while, you can see Lester getting better at teaching. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully last year you can hear me. Mm-hmm really trying to I think so better at teaching that style of stick singing in our in our genre genre genre, genre yes mm-hmm. um, so yeah Carmen was my favorite show to put together that's my favorite show we've designed um, I love that one I can't stand listening to the singing anymore that's so funny to think about but that's so real I mean we all have stuff like that I would probably say Titanic for y'all just because I think that's the oh yeah that was one of my favorite shows I've ever seen live also like, horrifying some horrifying scenes. Some really I think occasional moments, but here's the thing. Okay, but this is such an important point because like, yes, and I saw it early. I saw it at Mid-Iowa that year. So like yeah. you, it was your first, because you were hosting, it was the first out. I couldn't have cared less like yeah. that the singing was horrifying in a couple of moments. It just didn't matter. And it really wasn't, it really wasn't. But like, I wouldn't have even thought about that. I listened so far past that because there was so much else going on that was just incredible that yeah. like yeah. oh just I mean that was a whole other remember when there's four songs in a row that end in a huge cluster chord at the end of a triple forte yeah but yeah. Lester so that actually <laughs> tracks entirely but like or you know and then I think back on that show and people were so whiny that year about like oh, there's three minutes where they don't even sing and I'm like I don't care they're dancing their Irish brains out on the underdeck of the Titanic what does it matter? Shut up your face. Like, yeah. that's it doesn't have to be anything. Like, it, uh, you don't have to. Well, like, that's not on a score sheet. The show. There's nowhere that says that. You're making that up. Stop talking. Like, I'm going to have to bleep myself so much here at the end because I just get so angry about that. But, like, yeah, both of those shows, there's, I mean, there's easily, if you guys want to go back and watch like pretty much anything in the last, like, I don't know, how long has Centennial been open now? So, seven years, six, seven, eight years. Nine years, 10, how many years? They're one year older than me. So this is my ninth year centennial. Okay. So like anything in the last 10 years, pretty much from either of these programs is like, you can go back and watch and like Nolan say, you can watch like the progression of things, which is cool if you want to see that, but you can also just see some really incredible, like creative ideas. And if you're still planning and it's July, that's okay. Use videos from people like this to go hey, I liked when they did that. What could I do with my own kids that, you know, has that vibe? That's really what everybody's doing. It's okay to like watch other people, ask other people questions and talk to other people about your process. Oh yeah. There's no real thing. Like new ideas aren't really a real thing. Nope. I mean, like you just, it, it's all, you Everything's gather a so twist. much from things mm-hmm. and see just what kind of works. And then you, I mean, you're not, you don't take that directly, but then you just like observe, hypothesize mm-hmm. and then try again. <laughs> plagiarism is bad but generally yeah. looking at other people and going i like that idea what if i did this sort of similarly that's okay yeah. that's pretty much what we're as Pete Eklund would say no football coach would say stop throwing touchdown passes <laughs> you know what i mean this is where we absolutely have to end the interview because we ended with a dr Eklund quote so it's like that's the clear ending for these three huskers at the end of this run a (laughs) in uh (laughs) snow boots uh no don't chew gum in my class that for an hour like just an hour of all of that stuff well thank you guys for doing this this was super super fun i had no doubt it lived up to all of my hype in my head thank you for doing this 